It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And happy Earth Day, Jill! Happy Earth Day, Chris. It sounds like happy birthday. Yeah, well, but we're talking about Earth Day, which we just passed over the weekend behind us here. And I have brought you an Earth Day cookie. Well, I think we should be celebrating Earth Day every day. Absolutely. We should celebrate it with cookies. <laughs> I like where you're going with this. Yeah, good. All right. So maybe we can start a, an international entire Earth practice of appreciating the Earth and celebrating the Earth and eating cookies every day. I'm totally on board with that plan. I'm curious as to see whether the cookies that I made would become part of the rotation for that or not. I have not tasted them yet. All right, well, we will find out. But first, Jill, what is this Earth Day of which you speak? Oh, okay. So Earth Day started uh, back in 1970. Oh, really? There were a few factors coming together. I could talk about it for a long time. It's a short podcast. Maybe we don't need to know everything about it. I don't know. What would you like to know? Well, I'd like to know more than it started in 1970. Okay, so... not more than, you know, two hours worth of Earth Day history, please. All right, well, then just a little bit of Earth Day history. Wisconsin Senator Gaylord Nelson was uh, an ardent conservationist, and he was trying to get traction on that as a political issue. And some things happened leading up to that time, including the publication of Silent Spring by Rachel Carson. Okay, yeah, yeah. uh, Which is a book that made many people understand how manufactured chemicals were harming our environment. And actually, Chris, weren't we just talking about the bald eagles the other day, you and me? We were. And how I am very lucky to be able to have a job where I am out on a pond, a large pond, a small lake every day. And there's a bald eagle nest there. And periodically, I get to see the eagles much more than I ever did in any other period of my life. Right. When I see the eagles, I get so excited. And my kids really like them too. But I think that for people who are of our era, it is more exciting because the eagles were so endangered, you would never just see one flying by. And that was because of chemicals that humans introduced in the environment that made their eggshells too brittle and the babies would not survive to hatch out. Right. And fortunately, because of things like Earth Day, like Silent Spring like these politicians and college professors mobilizing the young people who had done so much for civil rights and protesting the war in Vietnam. And people said, we could take this energy and really do something with it for our environment. And that's how Earth Day came about. Was this about the same time was as Eagle Eye Cody or what is his name? The, oh, the Iron cro- Eyes Cody. Iron Eyes Cody, the guy who saw all the trash in the river and started to cry and... There was that. And then later met me in a skyscraper in New York City. Yes. Yeah. So that public service announcement advertisement was released in 1970. So I think there was a lot of attention on the environment in that decade. It really became popular again, at least in my eyes, in 2000, the early 2000s, the early aughts. Oh, Earth Day became more popular? 
or I the whole movement the the earth day celebration itself uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, for me and i remember actually being at disney world in uh, florida and the animal kingdom on earth day and they were doing a huge of course big celebration of earth day and they came out with all these earth day movies every year something about live action and animals and things like that and that's what brought it to me but what i'm excited about is that we are now going to change the conversation or enhance the earth day conversation again with an earth with day cookies. cookie and yeah, it's going so... to be the official cookie of earth day here <laughs> yeah, around on the world on, uh, here on <laughs> cookie lab <laughs> <laughs> and and worldwide. So I can't wait to tell you about it. I got the... Can I tell you about it? Please. I got the idea to make an Earth Day cookie or to make a cookie to celebrate Earth Day. Did a little research and saw a lot of cookies that were sugar cookies that people had divided the dough and made some of it green, some of it blue, and rolled it out and cut circles and made a flat sugar cookie. Well, Chris, is the Earth flat? Last time you checked... There are some websites that say that it is. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that it's not. Oh, okay. I can see it's because round. I have a round earth cookie in front of me. So it must be a, a spherical shape. Yes, I had the idea to make a sphere, like a globe cookie, which I did using... Now, I know I've made for Cookie Lab before the snowball cookie. And I thought yes. maybe this would work. But what I did was I did a twist on it because I had a helper this week cousin quentin and cousin quentin um is allergic to nuts and snowballs have a, a significant component of oh, nuts sure, in them. yeah okay so what i did was get a nut-free snowball recipe from katie workman of the mom 100 i have her cookbook made these nut-free snowballs divided the dough made half blue half green and then i did a dusting of powdered sugar on the top and the bottom to represent the ice cap the polar ice caps i love it and they're so cute chris but i don't know if they're going to be yummy what do you think i can't imagine that they aren't going to be yummy i mean uh, the presentation is like 3 stars out of 3 right yeah absolutely yeah yeah i love the polar ice caps i love the uh, the two continents that are on my cookie. <laughs> yes, I, for each cookie, I grabbed some blue dough and two smaller pieces of green dough and tried to make it look really like the. I loved it. Like our Earth, like the big blue marble. That was another thing that happened at that time. Was with the NASA photographs oh, of Earth yeah. from space made people go. Oh, that's what we, we look must like. protect this planet. Yes. Yeah, it is beautiful, and the cookie is beautiful. And now that we have proven without a shadow of a doubt that the earth is indeed round like a sphere let's eat it perhaps we should eat it yeah, yeah. Uh, w- another technical note um if you're going to do this listeners you should put your food coloring in prior to the dry ingredients the first time i tried i put the food coloring in after and it just was like green specks oh interesting i couldn't get it to blend in so you've got to put it in with the butter and the sugar exactly as you, uh, as you whip those together Exactly. Okay, I'm going to eat it. Okay, here we go. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Nothing wrong with this cookie. We both. Nut-free, gluten-free, and tasty. Yeah. I like the little sugar on the top and the bottom. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing that touches my tongue. You almost need more of it, but I just wanted it to look like... 
you know, the earth isn't covered with snow. Certainly not. Quite the opposite, in fact. And it's a good it's flavor. Melting. Very simple, just butter and sugar. You're a big lover of the snowball cookies or the Italian I wedding am. cake cookies. Mm-hmm. Yep, Mexican. Mexican. How do you think this compares? I mean, I, I, I am also a big fan of nuts, and I do miss the nuts a little bit, but it's great to have a nut-free alternative. We have tons of friends who can't eat nuts, so why not? Fun. Fun little cookie. It definitely is a cookie that you need a, a cup of coffee you need with. A, for sure. <laughs> you need, I have my tea right here. It's very dry. <laughs> but, I mean, we could play with this, you know. No, I think I think uh, I think it works nicely. I love how the blue and the green go together, and it hits the Earth Day theme perfectly. It really does. I agree. When we were planning this cookie, you had to search around a bit for blue food coloring, didn't you? I did. For some reason, it wasn't in the first store that I went to, and I became alarmed that it was going to be one of those things that you just can't get anymore. But I guess that store was just out. I was able to find it at the next store. I thought that I would go into a little bit of the science of blue food coloring, and I wanted oh, to know... Do. That's a hot topic. wanted to know why you were having such a hard time finding the blue food coloring. Because, as you know, and this is my second reference to my other job, I am a... Uh, <laughs> coach for a, a rowing team and we just got a new set of rowing oars and we paint the blades a blue color that our director likes to call empress blue empress blue doesn't exist anywhere uh it's just a name that she made <laughs> up and so you have to go by it. by a dye lot number for the paint i went to a couple of places and called a couple others and Everybody was out of blue paint. And That's so weird. Finally, somebody told me that they are having a very hard time getting the blue pigment for the paint. Really? And now you can't find blue food coloring. And I'm like, what is up with what blue? What is up? Well, here's what I found. First of all, there's blue number one and blue number two. Blue number one is called Brilliant Blue, the pigments that we use, and usually they're mixed in a somewhat of an oil base. So okay. blue, number two, blue number one is called Brilliant Blue, and originally it was derived as a byproduct of coal. Interesting. But most manufacturers don't use that anymore to make it. Blue number two is known as Indigotine. Indigo teen, yeah. not just indigo. No, and where do you think it's from? An uh, indigo plant. Uh, the indigo plant, right? And that's used more as a textile dye. Mm-hmm. So originally, blue dyes of any sort were made from plants, indigo, mm-hmm. or blueberries. I didn't find anything that said blueberries. That's interesting. Oh, okay. I did find something that said shellfish shells. And okay. I, I remember that from a trip to Israel because in textiles, Israel has a lot of blue and always did. It's a very mm -hmm. specific light blue color. And for the religious purposes of Judaism at the time, only certain people were, were allowed to wear blue 
okay. uh, on their religious garb. That dye came from a shellfish. I remember somebody telling me that when I was there. It's the other popular blue dye it was, was purple cabbage. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't come out purple. They Maybe they... Dilute somehow... it, mix it yeah. with other things, and they get some bluish, you know. So anyway, today, most blue food coloring comes from a type of salt called iroglossine disodium salt. As they say on the internet, I I was today years old when I found this out. I've never heard of this. It's so interesting. It was something that I completely did not expect. So scientists took the colors and the chemicals that made up those colors in natural plants and they synthesized them. And now mm-hmm. they're able to synthesize them into a salt that you can then, and it's a powder, and you just dilute it in whatever you you want to mix it in, an oil base for food colors or a latex base for paints or whatever you have, and it makes a, a blue color. Well, guess who is the largest producer of oh. this Eroglossine disodium salt. Is it Ukraine? It is not. It is oh. China. Okay. It is the is that- Quin Mu Fine Chemical Factory in China. I'm just wondering, is that why there's a scarcity? Like, is there a supply chain issue? There's a supply chain issue. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, because you get it all from China. That's where we get our food colors from, both chemically and manufacturer. And why we're having a little problem right now still with the supply chain. So, so, so fascinating for this Earth Day. We are we are all connected. And some of the connections might need a little attention. Yeah. And it's costing a lot of carbon footprint to get that, that f- blue dye because we really don't make it here in the United States. So very valuable. So we either need Next, to make our own blue dye yep. or stop dyeing things blue. Next year... You and I are going to collect the mother of pearl color and distill it down from oyster shells. We'll eat a lot of oysters this year. We'll get this sounds great. And then we will for next year's Earth Day, we will make naturally dyed cookies and we will say, We worked hard on these cookies for Earth Day. Keep your Keep your paws paws off them. (laughs) Yes, Chris. That's a great plan. Okay. Excellent. Let's get on the oysters right away. Here we go. See you later. See you next week. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.